Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It's Wednesday, Gary. I know that, Janet. Well, I heard a brand new phrase, didn't know what it meant for days. When I got it, I had to say the meaning was risque. They said, let's go, Brandon, at the racetrack. At the ball games on TV. Let's go, Brandon. I looked it up on Google to see what it means. As you can hear the chants from the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. They said, let's go, Brandon. At the racetrack. At the ball games on TV. Let's go, Brandon. I looked it up on Google to see what it means. So why do you look so happy? We're talking sandwiches today. Who wants a sandwich? I gotta eat my way out of a sandwich. I eat that sandwich. You stole my sandwich? Is that what you did? I don't understand. Who's responsible for all this? Who's responsible for this? The Earl of Sandwich. It is National Sandwich Day. Meet between bread. Happy National Sandwich Day! Showtime! In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. This is Charlotte County Speaks, your chance to let your voice be heard on local, state, and national issues. And now, broadcasting live from a dumpy little warehouse behind a Taco Bell, the host of Charlotte County Speaks, Ken Lovejoy. National Sandwich Day. I guess that means I'm going to have to have me a sandwich. News Radio 1580 and 100.9 FM WCCF. This is Charlotte County Speaks. I am Ken Lovejoy. It is Hump Day Wednesday. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Give us a call, whatever's on your mind. 941 206 1580, toll free 888 441 1580. Driving to work this morning. I've already seen it. House has already got their Christmas decorations up. <laughs> I thought it was traditionally like after Thanksgiving, but well, during the end times, throw caution to the wind. Hey, uh, speaking of end times, probably going to need to ammo up, baby, ammo up, ammo up. And uh, one place you can ammo up uh, at is, again, one of our fine sponsors, Higher Power Outfitters, US-41. In Punta Gorda, directly across the street from, uh, <laughs> I instinctively wanted to say Palm, Gettle Chevrolet. And stop in and sign up. You can stop in to Higher Power Outfitters and sign up to win a free Taurus G3C 9mm. The drawing will be held November 24th, hump day Wednesday, few weeks away. 
must be 21 and a Florida resident. But there you go. Giving back. That's higher power attributes. So uh, uh, head on down there. Uh, huh? No, I'm, I'm getting texts from other people now telling me uh, of what I already know. Huh? Oh, just what a bunch of losers the Punta Gorda City Council is. Anyway, so head on down to uh, Higher Power Outfitters and get signed up for that. Again, they're giving that away on November 24th. Huh? Governor Yunkin, baby. <laughs> I Well, going. I got, yeah, I was very cynical going to bed last night because it was still within, what, four or five points. And I'm like, they're just going to steal it because they're what – out of Virginia County, the richest Virginia County, one of the most populous Virginia counties. Uh, we weren't able, we don't have all the votes counted yet. We're still, we'll get back to you when we maybe have them. But we still, we're waiting on some other votes to show up. So we'll let you know. What was the final count? Well, we're just wondering how many votes we're going to need to win, you know. And then New Jersey. Murphy sucks as a human being and even worse as a governor. The fact that the race is that close just tells you there's a lot of masochists living in New Jersey. <laughs> People that just love beating the crap out of themselves live in New Jersey. 206 1580, toll free, 888 1580. Uh, give it up, uh, Democrat Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City. Uh, would have loved to see old Curtis Sliwa win, but uh, I, I, I got to say I'm cautiously optimistic. He, he, former NYPD captain, so he may not be the type of Democrat that de Blasio was. And we'll see what uh, Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York, can do with New York. City. Hmm? Well, you know, you would think that if he he's a retired cop, so the guy's been in New York City as a retired cop for a long time. He knows what's going down in New York. And maybe as mayor, he's going to be able to do something that other leftist Democrat mayors have been unable to do or unwilling to do. So we'll see. 206-1580, toll free, 888-441. 1580. Did you like that song? The little play on Brandy? Oh, come on. You're going to be singing it all day. Let's go, Brandy. No? All right. Well, liberals sure are freaking out over this whole let's go, Brandon thing. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. Again, and you know, I, I blame, I blame this all on George W. Bush and Karl Rove. They're the reason that we're here now in many respects. They're the ones who would not push back against just the over-the-top crap that they were saying about Bush and Rove or Bush and other Republicans back then. There was never any pushback. So what did it do? It only emboldened the left to become even more vociferous, even meaner in their epithets. And then when we finally start doing what we're supposed to do, if we want to win, which is play by their rules, 
They crap themselves. Literally. Apparently, Joe did anyway. They can't handle the fact that we're in their face just like they've been in our face for over 20 years. They can't handle it. They don't like it. And I love it. <laughs> well, Tom Knighton had a piece on it. It's true. There's been several pieces about the phenomena. People call it a phenom- the phenomena of let's go, Brandon. We all remember the phrase that went viral. Over the last week or so, though, the left has tried to step up its game. It's like they finally figured out that they were being mocked and demeaned and ridiculed because they were. And so now they have to do something about it. And as a result, we get little pieces from NPR on Twitter who tweeted out, when did they tweet this out? Uh, October 31st. They finally caught on. NPR says, no one's really cheering on a guy named Brandon. Instead, the phrase is being used in conservative circles in place of a more vulgar message directed at President Biden. Yes! Yes, it is! (laughs) And then Joe Lockhart. You know who also had coded statements like Brandon? ISIS, the Klan, Nazis. Are you beginning to get the point? Yeah, Joe, we're beginning to get the point that you're a freaking moron. And then Jim Shuto. Think about the lesson in the Let's Go Branding crowd that they're teaching their children. Yeah. Think about it. Maybe you should start teaching it to your children because it's a hell of a lot more positive than the crap you're instilling in your progeny there, Jim. Uh, it's it Shudo works for CNN, which has amplified every bit of vulgarity that they could find coming from kids and focused on the right. So in other words, they're more worried that the let's go branding crowd is inoculating their kids against the progressive agenda. That's what they're worried about. And they should be because that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> Screw you. And that's why this hand-wringing over the let's go Brandon thing is just so completely disingenuous. Again, did you hear anybody on the left say anything at all? When Republican presidents were likened to Hitler, they started with Bush. The problem is we didn't push back then. Well, I'm just not going to sully the office of the presidency by responding to anything they say bad about me. Okay, they only got louder, more emboldened, and you did nothing. No one did anything. We have ideals, Ken. We, 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 we're very idealistic people, Ken. Okay, well, you're going to get bitch slapped all the way to your idealism. And that's what happened. That's what the left has been doing. And now we've had enough, and we're pushing back. And let's go, Brandon, is all part of it. And they don't like it. They're becoming fearful. Because their plans aren't working. Too bad. Your concern is unmoving to me. So there's arguments to be made against the whole let's go Brandon thing. After all, it's not clear to everyone what is meant by that. 
which means it may be giving Biden a bit of protection. So from that perspective, I get it. However, no one on the left is coming at it from that angle. They're calling it a dog whistle, a code, or anything else they can think of, except for its its commentary on both the Biden presidency and his administration. It's the Karen. Let's go, Brandon. It's like calling someone Karen, only we understand what the Karen meant. We understand what Brandon is, too. You suck. Brandon doesn't suck. He actually won the race, did a really great job, continued success, my friend. Sorry that your name (laughs) is the one that's being used, but that's just the way it be. Get used to it. Let's go, Brandon. That's a great radio station. Best in town. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. This is Chris Markowski, your watchdog on Wall Street, and this is your watchdog on Wall Street Money Minute. Uh, Joe Manchin calling out the, um, well, he's calling it a hostage situation in essence, that the progressives are holding the infrastructure bill, which was passed in a bipartisan fashion. They won't sign off on that. But, uh, Joe, um, your president, Joe Biden, he signed off on the progressives and told them to block uh, block Pelosi, block her ability to pass the bill last week. So where are you at, man? Where, where are you at with this party right now? I, I, I don't know. I, I, you're still trying to save it? Trying to bring it back uh, from the uh, the the uh, tractor being pulling it over to all out Lenin Marxism, you name it. Is is that what you're trying to do? Because uh, it ain't working, bum. It ain't. Maybe time to jump ship. Watchdog on Wall Street dot com. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF. Charlotte County speaks just about 1026 on a hump day Wednesday. And the phone lines are open at 941-206-1580. Toll free, 888-441-1580. Hi, caller. You there? Good morning, Ken. Hey, what's going on? Well, I just wanted to uh, make a comment on your comment about, uh, you know, we're fighting back and, uh, and if we are, and I hope we are, I pray we are, I pray we win, of course, uh, we can thank God for they sent Donald Trump because he, they sent a man with a set and knew how to use him and was a fighter. And exemplifies, I think, masculinity. Uh, and, and I think people are waking up. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to be a metrosexual to win an election. Yeah. And I hope uh, I hope the people uh, sustain that. Uh, I, their I, I think it has. I think it has. I, I think it. Uh, I think that Trump did do that. Uh, uh, he. Uh, I think oh, no, yeah. when you There's, see. Uh, I mean, I see these poli- I see these politicians on on television. They've been in there. 20, 30 years. Oh, my God. And, you yeah. know, they're appalled by what Biden's doing and everything. But for 20, 30 years, they've been facilitating this crap. Exactly. exactly. And it just. It just, you know, it, it took a real outside someone who 
you know, is not a dyed-in-the-wool political animal, uh, to show you what a real person looks like, a real man, and, and, and the ability to fight. And the and ability to so get things I done. I give him all the credit. Well, I give God the credit, but sure. I think Donald Trump was a real, a real awakening to uh, to, uh, to at least men in this country, and, and maybe a lot of women. I don't know. Well, I, I think you're right. Well, I think you're right because I think you've seen a lot more emboldened politicians. I mean, in, in the vein of Trump, we have Marjorie Taylor Greene. Some of y'all don't like her. Too bad, so sad. She's a fighter, and she's right. And she's getting stuff done. So uh, that's that's what we want. We need more of. Greg Stubbe's doing a fine job. Byron Donald's doing a great job down there. So we've got a lot of emboldened people. They We need to get further emboldened, and we need to get louder, and we need to get more staunch in our defense of the Constitution and our freedoms here. Amen. Uh, I've been a big fan of Stubbe uh, uh, since he started running. So. Um, Ron DeSantis, what a great uh, governor! Oh man, so, awesome! However, so we're doing we're doing good here. I just the rest of the country, you know. I yeah, just, I know. What I you just mean. pray they do wake up. That's all. It's all we can do, my friend. Amen. All right, thank Have you much. One. Appreciate it. You too. 206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. Yeah, Governor DeSantis, I think is doing just a stellar job. However, comma. Roger Stone is doing all he can to get Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to perform an audit of the state's election results in 2020. I'd like to see that, too. I think all 50 states' 2020 election should be audited. But he says DeSantis continues to insist that the 2020 election in Florida was the most honest election in history. In fact, there are as many as one million phantom voters currently still on the Florida voter rolls. And Governor DeSantis has failed to act decisively to remove these non-existent or unqualified voters from the rolls. PolitiFacts, uh, a, a crazy left-wing fake news operation, says I'm wrong about this, says Roger Stone. Actually, they're wrong, says Roger Stone. The information from Defend Florida, he says, which I learned online, reveals the truth. A phantom vote is a vote cast where the voter is deceased does not live at the registered address, or the registered address is not a residential address. The total number of Florida voters who voted by mail in 2020, 4,800,000. Defend Florida volunteers canvassed Florida registered voters, gathered information on over 10,000 registered voters as of November 1st of this year. Of those, 5,583 voted in the 2020 election. Of those that voted, 3,876 voted by mail. 1,707 voted in person of the blah, 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 blah. Ah, 20%. There we are. (laughs) 20% or 789 of those 5,853 were phantom votes. 20% phantom mail-in vote cast in 2020 when extrapolated to the population of vote-by-mail ballots, 4.8 million, yields 900 60,000 potential phantom votes cast in the 2020 election. The majority of lawless phantom votes were cast by vote-by-mail ballots. This is all according to Roger Stone. Uh, The analysis uh, focuses on the real problem, which is vote-by-mail, which I've always said. It's a scam. It's a scam waiting to happen. We already saw the scam happen. They're going to try and 
perpetuate the scam in in the future. So Ron DeSantis has done a very good job as governor, one of the largest, fastest-growing states in the union. But Stone does have a point. The amount of fraud in the 2020 election was gargantuan nationwide. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And DeSantis here in Florida, Mike Parson in Missouri, and all the governors in all the states should be demanding audits of the 2020 election because we haven't seen so many crimes occur in our election system as we did in 2020. We've seen corrupt Republican governors in Arizona and Georgia turn down audits of their state's results while certifying the fraudulent results. This should never happen in this country. And we know Democrat governors will never request real audits of their state's results, and this is how they steal the elections. If we don't fix the election process now, when are we ever going to fix it? So I agree with Roger Stone on that, but what I, I think Roger's kind of jumping the gun here a bit. He says if if he doesn't get a uh, if he doesn't get a, a DeSantis to do an audit in Florida, he's going to run against him for governor. He's going to. Did you hear that, Roger? Love you, love you, Roger. You, your wife, just and what you've been through. God bless you. But really, pump the brakes. You? Hi, caller. You're on the air. Eternal protractor of truth. I mean, what's really going on? Uh, we're being lied to. I think Today's that's- show is brought to you absolutely free. Radio's the only thing that's not hitting you up for money or personal information. It's easy to use. And again, it's totally free. You're welcome. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF, Hump Day Wednesday, 1037 here at Charlotte County Speaks. Phone lines open at 941-206-1580, toll-free 888-441-1580. Well, ladies and gentlemen, apparently science is still being conducted at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota where a stunning new study was conducted by researchers at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and they have concluded that the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine increases the risk of developing a rare and deadly blood-clotting condition in the brain. Confirmation on what we've been telling you for a while now. The study, which was published on Monday in the Journal of American Medical Association, JAMA, found that recipients of the one-shot J&J vaccine 3.5 times more likely 
to develop cerebral venous sinus thrombosis when compared to the general population. The overall age and sex adjusted CVST incidence within the general population before the outbreak was 2.34 per 100,000 people. The overall incidence rate post-COVID after the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was 8.65 per 100,000. Well, I don't know about the brain clots, but the Moderna seems to be clotting up a lot of people too. But pay pay no attention to the brain clots. Blood clots, folks. That, that just tells you. That just tells you that the shot's working for what the real agenda was. They also found that women were most at risk after taking the Johnson and Johnson jab, checking in at a whopping 5.1 times more likely to develop the deadly brain clotting condition. They accounted for over 70 percent of the new cases directly linked. To Johnson and Johnson in VARES. So when researchers factored in the ages of the women, the results were even more shocking. Women who were 40 to 49 years old had the highest risk of any subset at 29.5 per 100,000, which is an astounding 11 and a half times higher risk of developing the brain, the blood clots in the brain condition more than the general public. Women 30 to 39 age range were right behind with a rated 26.5 per 100,000. Kind of get the idea this uh, jab ain't all what it's cracked up to be? 206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. When are the public health experts going to start following the science? Huh? Hello? Seems like never, because it's all about power and control and depopulation than it is about protecting you from anything. More and more data has come out that shows how these rushed vaccines, which aren't really vaccines, have been a direct cause of multiple deadly rare conditions in otherwise healthy individuals. And what's even more troubling is how our public health dictatorship, that's with a capital dick, is systematically covering up all the evidence. All three of the currently approved vaccines provide almost zero protection against the virus. Zero. And the little that is provided disappears in a few weeks, but leaves your immune system pretty screwed up. It's no wonder the CDC changed its definition of a vaccine and vaccination from something that provides immunity to a, quote, a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. Lies! 206-1580, toll-free, 888-441-1580. And then then you find out that OSHA which is, you know, they're supposed to make sure you're all protected at work. And if you get hurt at work, the forms got to be filled out. People have to be informed. However, the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration has amended its injury recording rule in a way that will hide the true extent of the damage that the COVID jab mandate is going to have on the American workforce. 
According to OSHA rules, employers must record and report work-related illnesses, injuries, fatalities. This recording requirement initially also applied to adverse reactions suffered by employees who had to get the jab as a requirement for employment. That rule was changed in late May 2021. We told you about that here. OSHA will not enforce the recording requirement if the injury or fatality involves the COVID jab, even if required for employment. The non-enforcement will remain through May of 2022. With this change, OSHA is covering up vaccine injuries and hindering workers from seeking workers' compensation. I don't know. Kind of sounds to me like they want you dead. Hi, caller. You're on the air. Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> okay. What's going on? Okay. I, I was, you were talking about the COVID and the vaccine and all. I didn't know you was allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can say that, you know. Uh, it's true. Anyway. <laughs> well, I know it's true. I know it's true. But the people <laughs> that got the shot are the, yeah, it's not a, it's not a vaccine. Um, they're shedding. What are, what are the people that don't have it? They're shedding. What do we do? We I have, yeah, I haven't heard anything con- confirming this. Vi- I've heard a lot of rumors about this, about this viral shredding, uh, uh, shedding. I, I, uh, I'm going to have yeah. to read more on that before. Uh, uh, I, but uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but the bottom, line, the bottom line with this is, is that there's no responsibility. There's no accountability. Everybody's off the hook if you get the jab and you drop from it. It's nobody's fault but yours. You're the one who's responsible for it, ultimately. You're the one who's going to have to pay the medical bills. Your business, they force you to get the jab. You drop, too bad, so sad. They It's a write-off for them. Nobody's accountable. Not the manufacturers, not the government, anybody. Nobody's accountable. That tells, again, that should be a huge red flag. Pardon me? Didn't Reagan sign the thing where the pharmacies or the pharmaceutical people weren't responsible for if anything happened to them. I don't know who signed it, but this is emergency use authorization. There should be no Uh, mandatory. uh, Everything that's being out there, out there right now is still out there under only emergency use authorization and that they're mandating all of this stuff. Again, it's unconstitutional violates the Nuremberg Code. The jabs are, are uh, killing, maiming, and hurting a lot of people and destroying a lot yes. of people's lives yes. because they won't get the yes. shot. So, again, yes. hashtag resistance. Yeah. Well, we're trying. That's all I got to say. Well, you know, I, I know I am. You know, I don't wear a mask. I won't wear a mask. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. And they're doing it. The kids, now that the stupid, you know, I mean, the kids, do research. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. I mean, she's good. Uh, go on Rumble. You can't get nothing off the news. No, no, you know? no. You're wasting your time. No. You're only, in fact, folks, I really highly encourage you to quit watching the TV news. Read. Uh, read. You geez. can read. You got a computer. Yeah. You can read it online. Yeah. Uh, having some yeah. emotional talking head fill you with emotions uh, and and propaganda for the most part, particularly on the local news. My God, the local news mm-hmm, is just as mm-hmm, bad as mm-hmm. Lester Holt. But uh, but again, I got to go to break. But thank you very much, man, for the call. Uh, keep resisting. That's uh, we got to be vocal. We got to resist. 
And we got to, and again, because look at all the vocal and the, the vocal resistance is what won Virginia. More of that. We got to win more Virginias. I'm a radio personality. His diet consists of black coffee and sarcasm. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. I love my little dog so much, but she makes me think about myself in a new way, and I don't appreciate that. I like to think that I am like a young, cool, radical punk. But when I'm in my weatherproof jacket and I'm walking my little chihuahua, and she's in her weatherproof jacket. I'm like, oh, I'm a middle-aged white lady. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Better go drink some yogurt and misuse some emojis. Like I know my place. Not everybody reads me as middle-aged, but I know that I'm middle-aged because I have a formula for it. Some of you guys might be middle-aged right now and not even realize it. Here's my formula. If you can take the age that you're at now, Double it. Die. And it's not a tragedy. You're middle-aged. <laughs> That's one of my favorite sounds right there. The earlier sound was the very specific sound of 34-year-olds reluctantly doing math. And... Very specific. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF, 1052 here at Charlotte County Speaks. And once again, a big round of applause. Glenn Youngkin, your new governor of Virginia. Winsome Sears, lieutenant governor, first black woman to win that position in that state. And Jason Mayares appears to have won his uh, race for attorney general in Virginia. Clean sweep in Virginia. God bless. Good luck to all of you. Hi, caller. You're on the air. God bless you, too. Thank you. Uh, What do we got here? Oh, we still have this to do right here. And now it's time for... Random. 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 Facts. (laughs) Where are we? To me again. Oh, log me out. Now I gotta log back. Computers. They really kind of suck. Oh, yeah, they're convenient. They kind of suck. All right, here we go. Number one of your five random facts for Hump Day Wednesday, National Sandwich Day, too, by the by. Number one, corned beef is named for the large grains of rock salt, also called corns of salt, that are used to treat the meat. Sugar and spices can also be added. Number two, in the 1830s, ketchup was turned into pills and sold as medicine to treat indigestion and diarrhea. (laughs) You're kidding. Really? Didn't work. Did it? Number three, in 1970, 7% of gynecologists were women. 
Now it's up to 59% and 82% of the residents training to be gynecologists are now women. Hmm? Well, uh, not going to go there. Number four, some of the names for Sesame Street that got rejected were the Video Classroom, 123 Avenue B, and Fun Street. And finally, your fifth and final random fact for Hump Day Wednesday. Henry Ford started two car companies before Ford. Yeah, one called the Detroit Automobile Company and one called the Henry Ford Company. And there's your five random facts. Hi, caller. Yeah, put uh, uh, fluoride in the toothpaste in our drinking water. It's used for... uh, processing plutonium and uranium and it's messing with our precious bodily fluids <sighs> so where were we 206-1580 toll free 888-441-1580 oh this what why why very unnecessary, way over the top. It's 2021, so you can bet somebody is actually going to sell this crap. The ice cream brand Salt and Straw, uh, just the name would not really make me interested in having any of their ice cream. But uh, again, they've come up with a whole new line of Thanksgiving flavors, including an ice cream made with real turkey. Ah! 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 The hell are you doing? The flavor is called caramelized turkey and cranberry sauce. <laughs> Gonna imitate Mitzi again here. And it's got turkey bacon mixed in. So it's not actual hunks of light and dark meat, but still it's ice cream with turkey in it. Oh, it's just stupid. I mean, it's, it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. I mean, what? Was this the ice cream that was, it was, it was the crap batch that you were going to ship off to the correctional institution? Is that what you were going to, is that what you're going to do? So it's, going to the prisoners anyway. Let's just make it taste like Thanksgiving dinner and see if they like it. Is that what that... Is that a really good... Was it, or was it just one of those it's so gross it'll be a perfect marketing opportunity? <laughs> I don't know. To me, sounds just completely disgusting. 206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. What isn't disgusting to me is breakfast cereal... Who doesn't love the breakfast cereal? Well, uh, somebody's really into breakfast cereal because they dug through Google Trends data to put together a rundown on the most popular cereals in each state. Shockingly, shockingly, it's not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch won 13 states. It's not the number one, but it it did win 13 states. Florida, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Montana, Nebraska, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, 
Tennessee and Virginia. Fruit Loops was next. It's it's number one in eight states. Arkansas, Colorado, Georgia, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, and Washington. Cookie Crisp was <laughs> none of these cereals are good for you in any way, shape, or form. Cookie Crisp, number one in five states. Frosted Flakes had four states. Honey Bunch of Oats, at least probably the most healthy out of all those, uh, had three states it was number one is. Cap and Crunch, Apple Jacks and Kicks all had three states. Two states love Fruity Pebbles. And there was also love for Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, Rice Krispies, Frosted Mini Wheats, another healthy option, and Cocoa Puffs. Strangely, what? Lucky Charms wasn't number one anywhere. It's very sad. Raisin Bran was. I'm kind of a Raisin Bran fan. What do you want? You know, over 50, gotta poop. Uh, the folks in Missouri are apparently crazy for Raisin Bran. That, that was number one. It was the only one. Just one. But forget about the cereal right now. All right? Forget about it. It's National Sandwich Day. Go enjoy a sandwich. See ya. Anybody got any more jokes? Anything funny? No? No? All right. See you, folks.